This is the Contractor's Corner podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to Solar Power World's monthly podcast, Contractor's Corner. I'm host Kelly Pickerel, and today I'm talking with Dana Weinberg, who works in sales and marketing for SunWatt Solar, a solar installer based in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So nice to have you today, Dana. Thanks, Kelly. It's great to be here to talk to you. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about how SunWatt Solar got its start. Uh, SunWatt, we uh, started in uh, 2014, and uh, the founder, uh, Walter Mela, he was he was working. We have a sister company. It's called Megawatt Energy Solutions. It does more commercial commercial large projects, and um, he saw a real demand in Rhode Island and Massachusetts for residential and uh, small commercial work. So he spun it off, and um, he got two partners, Peter Hughes and Steve Lambert. Uh, Peter Hughes, NAPSEP certified, and uh, Steve Lambert's a master electrician from Massachusetts, and they kind of got together, and they started doing mostly subcontracting work, but then it spun off into great referrals, so they did good work, and uh, we've pretty much transitioned to doing all of our own jobs from start to finish, and uh, we're doing doing well today. Do you think you're primarily residential work? We are primarily residential, although probably the biggest growing portion of our business is small commercial. It was mostly, I'd say it was like 95% residential, and now we're more like 80% residential, 20% small commercial. So yeah, small business owners, you know, projects, around under 30 kilowatts uh we're seeing from a lot of commercial opportunity there that i think it's businesses that really didn't really understand that they could go solar and the benefits of it and uh it's really really been catching on so that's one of the biggest growing portions of our uh our business right now yeah that's great um i saw that you're working in both rhode island and massachusetts so how do the two markets kind of compare uh it's interesting they're similar because they're both progressive states so there's there's a good support for solar and uh, renewable energy in both of them. Um, Rhode Island really just hit its stride last year. We have um, in Rhode Island one of the one of the programs opened last year, and the capacity 6.55 megawatts on the residential small commercial side was used up in six months, and that's the first time we've ever seen it be used up in the calendar year. So I think we see in Rhode Island that it, it's really hit going past that early adopter, coming into the mainstream where masses you know masses already kind of hit that mainstream a lot of people understand solar and mass the incentive programs rolled out probably stronger about two to three years before rhode island so and then on the other side of that rhode island's a little less competitive than mass as far as installers i think it's kind of weeded out where the the incentive programs are a little more complicated and um really it's hometown installers that are doing well where massachusetts is there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of solar companies out there, and and it's really it's really a little different than Rhode Island. The small state kind of stands out for Rhode Island. Yeah, what's the utility support like in in your area? Um, I mean, it's always a, a give and take with the utility, but for the most part, they're you know they're they work with the states and with with the legislation and. And they've been supportive as far as, as if if you're following the rules of the utility, then they're supportive. They're they're doing what they have to. And I mean, on the on the customer service on the lower level, the people we deal with at the utility, I think, are really trying to make our job easier and make their job easier and make it go smoothly. But uh, it's always a give and take. But for the most part, I think we're lucky that the utilities are pretty supportive of solar in our area. 
Yeah, especially for such a small, smaller states. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, in Rhode, in Rhode Island, it's just National Grid, which I think helps. You're only dealing with one utility, whereas in Massachusetts, you have a Unitil, you have National Grid, you have EverSource, and you know some some are more are easier to work with than others, and I think they can kind of stay in their lane and create their own systems of doing things, which can be a little difficult to manage. But mm-hmm. in Rhode Island, dealing dealing with just the one utility, you know, because we have a strong support from the Office of Energy Resources and and the state itself, it's uh you know that once once you understand the rules and and how it works, they're pretty supportive as long as you're working within what they expect of you. Mm-hmm. What's the energy storage conversation like, maybe especially with the utilities? Um, with the utilities, I mean, we had it, it, it hasn't gotten to that point where we, we're diving into how the utilities are going to manage it, but the conversation with energy storage is, is big right now, especially Massachusetts, the SMART program's coming out. They're rolling out of SREX and into SMART program uh, over the summer, and they're actually going to be incentivizing uh, storage not only on commercial level, but on the residential level as well. So we're going to see, you know, an up to a, a six, six cents bump in uh, incentives for residents. So everybody's really getting on board with energy storage, and we see that, see that as a huge growing sector, especially in Mass. And then Rhode Island, I mean, Mass and Rhode Island, they kind of flip-flop with each other and, and follow each other's lead. So Rhode Island, for example, there's a energy storage seminar coming up in May. So I think they're starting to look into it and how they can add that into their incentive programs. But that's the key. Once it's incentivized because the cost is high, that's, you know, the finances will sell themselves. And, and that's where Massachusetts is kind of taking the lead with this new, with the new smart program incentives coming out. Mm-hmm. You you mentioned that the, the seminar, do you do a lot of community outreach or is, is there still a lot of education to be done in Rhode Island? Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, education is is everything. I mean, that's our whole marketing philosophy. Basically, a sunwad is, you know, customer education because it's it's an unknown. It's not a need. It's still not a need. This product, you know. So the more the customers understand, the easier it is to sell because it's it's a it's a commitment. It's an investment, and sometimes the numbers sound too good to be true. So the more you can really break it down for them, the better. I think what we're seeing is it's less education on how solar works now and more education on how the incentive programs work, you know, what the policy is, what the rules are on the utility side. And and actually, uh, one focus is there's a lot of new financing offers, so educating customers on how the financing works and what their options are on that side. And the tax credits is, has been really important to us. So, so it's constant. It's really you have to lead with the education aspect in order to uh, to really sell and, and be trusted and, and have longevity. Mm-hmm. I know that education is a big part of the Solarize program that I, I realize that, that Sunwat is a part of. So what's that experience been like? That's been great. Yeah, we're doing, we've, we're, uh, we're just getting to the end of uh, Solarize Bristol. It's a small community, small coastal community in, uh, in Southern Rhode Island. And um, it's been awesome. I mean, we work with uh, Smart Power, takes the lead on all the marketing for these which it's really nice to kind of get the get the marketing off of your plate and really just focus on you know educating customers and and turning over turning over leads and really giving them what they want and we see with it's longer this year it's it's been almost six months so we've had a chance to really make an impact in the community and 
And uh, it's one of those where if you're in a community selling and they, they trust you because you've been vetted by the state and but towards the end of the program, it seems like everybody you meet has at least heard about SolarEyes or heard about SunWatt. And, um, you know, that trust factor is huge again. So, so you know, they're, they're able to say, okay, I trust you. I trust what you're doing. And then if the numbers work and if solar works for me, we really see, see great conversion rate with SolarEyes. I think it's probably about 10 to 15% higher than outside of SolarEyes. And, and we're, we've had great success. Really enjoy it. Great support from the community, too, in the state. So couldn't have been better, honestly. It's been great. It's probably great. I mean, you being one of the, the SolarEyes installers for Rhode Island, I mean, you're probably so well-known in the state now. Right, exactly. And that's kind of our focus. Our focus is, I mean, we'll still go for SolarEyes programs, but it's always been our focus that as far as marketing, targeting, micro-targeting different communities and really putting a campaign together, around especially around where you've had success doing installs with happy customers and even neighborhood focused has been always kind of what we look at so that's given us some clout and we'll definitely be using that you know a successful solarized program again it's it's that trust factor so you've been approved by the state the community's happy of happy customers and really the best way to get anybody to trust you in solar is to have them talk to a neighbor and and have you recommended mm-hmm. that's that's really the the name of the game right there Clearly, you guys, you have the projects, you have a lot of work. So how do you stay up on, on training and certification and just and being on top of the latest installation trends? Uh, train, I mean, training itself is ongoing because the, the programs are changing so much. So, I mean, number one focus is that everybody, first of all, we're a very lean staff. We really have um, four, four salespeople tops and um you know we have a four team four man installation team and about four main players in our main office so so it's it's important that every every person knows their aspect uh, of uh solar whether it be incentives the financing there it be new uh module offerings inverters battery storage so so it's nice to be small and uh mobile like that because you have an expert in each aspect of of solar everywhere, you know, we're at a resource right there every day. So it really is I mean each person delves into what they know and and communication with the staff is huge. So it's really been really important and actually um Rhode Island's making a push for solar training as well. They're doing a a um it's a free jobs training that they started in February. It's called Solar Jobs. Uh, towards uh, being NAPSAP certified salespeople. So they're, we're going to be sending most of our people who haven't gone to that in the February session, they're doing another one in, uh, in the summer. So any chance we get, any seminars we get, any, any you know, stakeholder meetings or, or webinars, that's, we, we're, that's the focus to make sure that we're up to date on everything that's going on. For that Rhode Island training, who's putting that on? Is that NABSEP or is the state just doing that? Uh, the state's putting that on. It's the Office of Energy Resources. That's great that they're being so supportive. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, good. they're doing a good job with that. Yeah, and, it's, uh, and it is training. The, the hard part of the smaller company, as we look to expand, too, is you can't just hire any salesperson out of nowhere or, or project manager. They have to really understand how solar works and how solar works in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. one of our challenges as we're growing is having the time to properly train new staff members because you know it's 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 a lot of risk setting somebody out there and or a lot of more work for yourself if somebody goes out there and isn't giving the customer 
accurate information, you end up spinning your wheels, repeating efforts. So that is one of our challenges is having the time to properly train as we grow. Mm-hmm. So what would be something you'd like to change to kind of increase solar sales in Rhode Island and Massachusetts? Uh, something to change. I would say, I mean, one one aspect to change if, as we're talking about training is uh, I think public education is important. There's always a focus on these jobs trainings for uh, solar installers and and uh, utility is giving, you know, seminars that's all focused on solar installers themselves. But I think if there was more of an effort on the state's part to have, you know, open forums, town hall discussions on how solar works, now the programs work for actual residents, I think that would make everybody's job a little bit easier because they'd already have a base of knowledge from a trustful source. And it also kind of would weed out a lot of the misinformation that comes from uh, in solar that you're getting, you know, the too good to be true information would kind of uh, fall to the wayside before we have to get there and, and tell them what really goes on. So that would help. I think that would be good. Also, I think um, there more opportunity for commercial financing has been something that we've really been looking at as these small commercial owners look to go solar, where we see a real hole in the market for really um, solid commercial financing on that side. So I think that would help out as well. Yeah, definitely. So you have this the, the Solarize Bristol campaign, but what's your plan for the next year, the next few years for, for SunWatt Solar? Next few years, I mean, uh, battery storage is big on a plate. That's really kind of where we're looking as as math goes into this new smart incentive program. And I think in the immediate and uh, towards the end of this year, I mean, we're doing we're we're busy, and really, I think the growing market as SREX ends in Massachusetts and the smart program opens, we're going to have a focus in especially southern Massachusetts, where we have kind of a strong a strong um, a strong brand in southern Massachusetts to hit the ground running with a new program and being on top of it. And uh, we have a talking about uh, maybe a, a branch in O&M as well, because mm-hmm. I think as, as solar companies come in and, and disappear, we have, there's people who are having older solar systems where their installer may not be in business or may not be in Rhode Island. So we're definitely taking a look at maybe being being a service company for people who, who can't find their installer <laughs> after yeah. they've been built. Yeah, and uh, and we're going to expand slowly. As I said, we're we're planning to add staff, but the key is you don't want to go, you don't want to expand too quick in this industry because you end up, you just end up all over the place, and and you can't get sloppy. You need to keep doing keep doing good work. So so we're looking to hire a couple more people, but really being careful of how we train them and and bringing the right people on. So thank you. Yep, and you know just stay up, stay on top of everything. We're 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 ready. We. One of the things we say we always handle we handle a lot of complicated projects because we're small and and we're able to take the time to understand if they can be done, how they can be done. And for example, we have we do a lot of business with farmers because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of grants out there that agricultural grants that um, a lot of farmers don't know about that are also a lot of paperwork to get. So. So we're always looking to to work with um, you know farmers and different members of the community who probably didn't think that solar would work so well for them, but it ends up being some of the most lucrative projects beneficial. Yeah, it sounds like that's kind of your niche. You said how you're getting more commercial projects because people are finally understanding that solar can work. So yeah, yeah, and then, and honestly, farmers, it's we we we've had real success with farmers. Their projects 
projects that a lot of like maybe bigger companies won't take on because you know the process between all the grant writing and and all the moving parts may take about it can take up to a year before you're actually building but in the end if you put these farmers in touch with the with the right with the right people and find all the aspects they can save you know anywhere between 50 to 75 percent of the cost of the solar in the first place so it, it ends up being great projects and uh, taking the time to work with them has really opened up a niche for us. Yeah, yeah. Very worthwhile. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dana, for talking with me today and let me get to know SunWatt Solar. Sure. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate it. This has been another edition of Contractor's Corner. Join us each month as editor Kelly Pickerel chats with solar installers across the country. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World Podcast. Visit us online to hear more great podcasts, view industry videos, and read our great editorial content. SolarPowerWorldOnline.com. See you back here next month.